Yes, people. You know what? I'm feeling this, man. T.I. had some bangers, right? Maybe make it the official chin check. Boom! And people, it is Wednesday, which means we are previewing. So um, we've got uh, LFA with their last event for the next few weeks, 108, which features... Fumed the Rodriguez in the main event And on Saturday we've got UFC on ESPN plus 46 Font v Garbrandt So two great events people So sit back and let's get into it So it's always fun to have LFA on a Friday night And um, this week it is LFA 108 Friend V Rodriguez So the main card starts off With a welterweight clash between Tyler Ray and Renato Valente So um, the Wolverine Tyler Ray He's 7-2 Coming off a win in his last fight Fights out of Samford MMA Right, with all those killers So he beat Austin Jones in um, January End of January this year um, He, you know I mean, he's fought at LFA before Right, he um, last fought at LFA 89 Right, so August last year he lost to Steve Jones in a split decision, but he was more successful at LFA 80. He beat Josh Straker, um, 71. He beat Pedro Palomino, um, and 64. He beat Sam Garrett, and 37. He beat Ferron Martin. He um, had an successful outing at Bellator 204. He beat Seth Bass. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. He fought on the first LFA. LFA Sioux Falls Fight Night 1. Right? Beat Ben Simons. Back in April 2017. So, um, yeah. Oh Tyler, he's um he's done it, man. He's been there, seen that, right? Um, I think one thing you notice, right? He's got some submissions, yeah. Arm triangles, rear nakeds. He's got a 
Uh, he's got one stoppage, right? But it looks like he's going to try and grind you out or submit you. Um, now, he will be fighting. Um, let's have a look. Actually, I think there's a change of opponent for Tyler. I think he's fighting Ernesto Ancona instead, who is 3-0, um, yeah, on a free fight win streak, right? Uh, now, he last fought October 2014. I think that's a while back, right? Man. You know, and before that, so he had his debut in 2010. He then fought in 2011 and then 2014. So I, I think with that, the gaps, right, if this record is actually correct, you wonder what sort of training he's getting in in between, right? I think that's the big question here. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to say... Tyler for the win, you know what I mean? Kind of makes sense, right? So, from there, people, we go to a bantamweight fight between Bryce Meredith and Stephen Morale. So, um, Meredith, we do not have a record for him. Ha ha, awesome. And, uh, yeah, the surgeon, Stephen Morale, he's 5-6, and six, won no contest. He's currently on a four-fight losing streak. Alright, so, um, he last fought MMA, right? Last fought MMA, September 2020, um, in Caged Aggression 27. He did have a boxing fight in November 2020. Um, yeah. So, I think he likes to keep busy. You know, we have that. Um, his last win was against Kevin Gray at DCS 44. That was July 2018. Um, I kind of feel that this fight has been put together for a reason. You know what I mean? And yeah, I I think the the reason could well be to give uh, Meredith a you know a certain opponent on his debut. Alright, so I'm gonna have to what well, so um yeah, I'm gonna have to go I'll go with Mer Meredith because yeah, as I said, look, I I, I think he's been given a opponent with a losing record for a reason. So yeah, I'm gonna say Meredith, although I know nothing about him. So um, uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. We will see how this goes. Uh, so next up, it's the heavyweights, right? We've got Richard Foster against Thomas Peterson. Ah, it's always fun with those heavy rates. So, Frosty Richard Foster, he's 5-4, coming off a loss in his last fight, right? Which was to Sue Tiani in Cage Ball 61. So, that was in April this year. 
you know, so uh, this would be his LFA debut, you know, um, when you look at the record, right, he's, um, like, he's, he came out the gate with some wins, right, but, yeah, then it went a little bit, you know, two losses, he got a win, then it's a, you know, win-loss, win-loss, win-loss kind of situation, um, he does have a, like, one submission, one TKO, right, so yeah, I mean, but the heavyweights, you know what I mean, like, anything can happen when they clash, so Thomas Pettison, right, he's 4-0 on a nine-fight win streak, um, we last saw him at LFA 104, Mackenzie v. Phillips. He beat Odell Panton in that fight. That was um, March, sorry, April this year, right? He fought LFA 97, Brownie against Estravelules, January this year. Beat Kimo Luis. Quick fight, that one. Oh, my days. He really... Rocked it, and he made his LFA debut at LFA 82. Polizzi Progres, um, yeah, that was February 2020, and all of those fights are finishes. So, I think, um, yeah, I think he continues that streak because, whew, I would not want to be standing across from Thomas Pedersen. That is for sure, people. <laughs> hey, so um, next up, it is time for the ladies to do their thing. It's the straw weights. Taina Val against Catherine Paparuki. So, um, let's take a look. So, Paparuki is 2-1. She's coming off a loss in her last fight, right, so, um, yeah, that was to Emily Ducott, right, um, February 2019, at Extreme Fight Night 356, but here's the thing, Ducott is a beast, she's a beast, you know, she's been killing it over an Invictus, so there is no shame in that, you know, she did get a win against Izzy's Verbeck, who we've been seeing doing some really good things um, over in uh, Icon. You know, so that was Invicta 32, right? So um, that's November 2018. Um, she beat Diana Schisler. You know, in um, October 2018, so she does like to keep busy, right? Which, you know, I think that's always a, a very good trait. So that was her um, MMA debut. Right? She's um, fought in Mai Tai boxing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, felt very well rounded. You know what I mean? Uh, now she's going in against Tiani Valle, right? So, um, 
Yeah, she's 3-2, also coming off a loss in her last fight. And um, that was a Brittany Cloudy. Okay, so that fight was September 2019 at LXF3. Um, yeah, before that, she beat Ivana Coleman. Um just a month before August Right, so yeah I mean these ladies like to keep Busy, which um definitely A good thing, right Uh, now She, um She fought at um, Bellator 201, she lost to Kerry Taylor Melendez But hey, Kerry is very Tough, so there is that But you know Her, her wins are all stoppages Right and yeah, I, I think that might be the difference in this fight. Because although Popovic, you know, she's tough for sure, but you know, she's getting decisions. So I, I think that Valet might have just that power difference. So yeah, I'm think I'm gonna go with um Valet to get the win there. But um yeah, I mean, they're very well matched here, people. So, I think that's going to be a very close, fun fight. You know what I mean? So, from there, um, we go with... Um, who have we got? we got the flyweight, right? Clayton Carpenter against Nick Clem, right? So, Carpenter is 3-0. On a four-fight win streak, right? So, um, obviously, that's amateur career, right? So, his last fight was LFA 89, more v. Ginetti. So, that was August 2020. He beat Manuel Medina. Uh, before that, uh, he beat Maui Asasantara uh, at WFF 42. He won first-round head kick. That was February 2020. And he beat Efren Ramirez, Iron Boy MMA 16. Got a rear naked in the second round. No, the third round. And that was August 2019. Okay. So, um, yeah, you know, just one loss in his amateurs, right? Had ooh, eight fights in his amateurs. You know what I mean? So definitely well-rounded, I would say. And he is going up against the Kraken Nick Clem, who is three and one, coming in off of a loss, right? So um, yeah, that loss was against Nick Burgos, right? At um, Steel Fist Fight Night sixty one, so that was um, October twenty eighteen. Okay, so, um, yeah, before that, right, you know what I mean, he's, yeah, got a um, a TKO and a submission win, got a Dars choke, right, so that's always a, a tough, you know, Darses aren't the easiest to pull off, so there is a skill involved right there, you know, so, I mean, that's decent, right, I think, though, I think Carpenter, might have the edge, you know what I mean, 
Yeah, I, I think Carvedo might have the edge. I think Clem, you know, he's coming in off of the last, but he also had a couple of boxing matches, you know, last year, which didn't go his way. So, yeah, I, I've, you know, that can weigh on you, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm going to go with Carpenter for the win. And, um, yeah, we're staying with the flyweights for the co-main event, people, right? We have Rodney Kalakai against Mark Klimako. Right, so the captain Rodney Kalaho is a five and one on a four fight win streak, fights out of Jackson's. Right, so, um, yeah, everyone knows Jackson Wink is a very good camp, yo. Know, so, um, he last fought at LFA 92 with the Asgar, right? That was October 2020. He beat. Mephi Monsterstrosos. Okay, so yeah, that was a nice TKO finish. I mean, all these wins have been TKOs, you know, which is pretty decent, right? Pretty decent, man. Um, and he is fighting Mark Klimako. Right, who is five and zero on a nine fight win streak, and um, yeah, Mark last fought LFA one hundred one. He beat Palui Namalula. Right, so um, that was the undefeated card, which was very good. Right, um, March this year. Yeah, I mean everyone really put on shows that night. Very impressed, right? So, um, yeah, you know, he's got TKOs, he's got um, submissions as well. You know, I think, oh, I mean, it's very tough. I mean, this is a very well matched fight, but yeah, I, I, I mean, after you know, his performance at the last LFA, which, yeah, as I said, great card, great fight, I'm gonna give him the edge. Right, because I mean, I've seen him fight. Haven't seen um. I think I don't really. I don't think I saw Kalamiko fight. So yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, with Mark Klimako. But yeah, looking looking forward to that man. Looking forward to that fight. It's gonna be fun, you know. So our main event. You know what I mean. This, ooh, this should be a good one, right? We have got the middleweights, Josh Fremd and Gregory Rodriguez. And the thing with this fight, people, they're fighting for the vacant, the vacant middleweight belt. Right, so Robocop Gregory Rodriguez, he is 8-3, coming off a win in his last fight, which was LFA 102, Sosa v. Jones, and that was March this year. He beat Al Matavor, right? So we saw him on the Contender Series last year. 
He fought in September. He lost to Jordan Williams. But, hey, we've seen how good Williams has been looking, right? So, you know, it is what it is, right? Um, But, yeah, before that, man, he'd just been on a tear. Been on a tear with um, all finishes apart from one, right? Against Tana Sarano at LFA 71, right? He just got a decision. But, yeah, no, he's very impressive. You know, can submit you, can stop you. He is there to uh, do the thing. Now, he will be fighting Josh Fremd. 7-1 on a five-fight winning streak. And, um, yeah, I mean... Listen, we last saw Josh at LFA 98, Fremd v. Oliveira. He got the win in the first round, right? That was January this year. Before that, LFA 93, you know, Petesky v. Jeffrey, October last year, be Antonio Jones um, at LFA 89, um, more v. Gianti. He beat Lamar Gozi. That was August last year. Yeah, so, you know, he's a bit of a vet of the LFA cage, right? He's fought in Bellator. Fought Bellator 186. He beat Ryan Parker. You know, so he's well-tested. Well-tested. He can, he will stop you. You know what I mean? He can submit you. I kind of feel that, hey, I don't think... Many people are stopping Fremd in this night, right? So, yeah, I'm going to go with Fremd for the win. And new LFA middleweight champion. So, um, yeah, I am looking forward to this card. Oh, my gosh. It is a fun one, people. So, yeah, make sure, you know, you set your clocks for Friday night. Okay, so Saturday night, people. Man, we're just coming back to back to back off outstanding cards. And um, this one, you know, this will be our last card for a couple of weeks, right? Because next week there is nothing. We go dry, which just feels weird. But um, we've got UFC on ESPN plus 46. Rob Font v um, Cody Garbrandt, right? Which is a incredible main event. You know, at bantamweight, Rob Font has been on a tear. Man, he is really state to claim. We feel, and you know, Garbrandt, former champion. You know, he got himself back on steam. You know, he was scheduled to have a, um, you know, a, 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 gosh, a flyweight fight, right? But due to circumstances and the fact that um, Figueredo and Marino were rematching, he decided to take this fight before the both down. So um, the card is, at the moment, it's 13 fights. Now, we know... So many things can change. Like this card, it has had a lot going down with it, right? 
We lost Philip Linz from it. We lost Asghar Moizahar from it, right? <laughs> oh, but luckily for Ben, he's able to stay on. But Daniel Wolf, you know, she was going to make her debut against Felicia Spencer. That's no longer happening. You know, Denis Abondar was hoping to, um, you know, r- make a better first impression with um, the UFC with his fight, but he had to pull out. You know, the Sarah Alpa, um, well, she just she lost two opponents, so that she was just pulled completely. A lot has been going on, but these thirteen fights are in. Intriguing people, very intriguing, very fun. So, um, let's get into it, right? So, the MMA game, you know, it is unforgiving, and sometimes fighters who were formidable they hit bad patches. One of those fighters right now is Court McGee, right? He will be fighting Claudia Silva. It's a welterweight affair, and um, it could be dicey, right? So, um, Colt McGee, the crusher, right? He was an ultimate fighter winner, you know, season 11. So, you know, it was a while back, right? 2010. Man, he beat Chris McRae in the final, right? And then, um, you know, he won his next two fights, lost a couple, right? But then, you know, won another two, had a win even over um, Robert Whitaker, right? And then it went to a kind of a win-loss, win-loss situation, you know? And then it was just more losses. And at the moment... He's on a free fight losing streak. Now, they're tough opponents, right? Diego Lima, Sean Brady, and Carlos Condon. So, they're all very tough. But, a fourth loss could be it. Could be it for McGee. He's 19 and 10, you know? And he's 36, so... I mean, it's a definitely a tough situation for him, right? He's he's in the twilight of the career, you would think, but potentially still at least a couple more, three, you know, two to three to maybe four years left, if you know he can play it right. But without a win on Saturday night. That might be in another organisation, you know. He will be going up against Claudia Silva, the Hannibal. Right now, Silva is fourteen and two. He's coming off a loss himself in his last fight, which was to James Krause. Man, James Krause looked good that night, right? So that fight was um. October last year. Now, before that, right, he'd been winning. You know, he entered the UFC on, um, you know, March 2014. 
beat Brad Scott. He beat Leon Edwards via a split decision. Right? UFC Fight Night 56. Man. You know? Yeah, he was on a run. Was on a very good run until... Yeah, he was unbeaten in the UFC until that James Krause fight. Right? So... You know, there's no worries about, you know, Silver's job. But, yeah, for McGee, you you know, he definitely needs this one. Now, Silver, he's he likes his jiu-jitsu, you know what I mean? I think he's a black belt, right? Um, and his last three have been, well, the, the, the three before the Kraus were all by submissions. You know, beat Nordin Taleb with a rear naked in the first. Danny Roberts, an armbar in the third. And Cole, Mil- Cole Williams, a neck crank in the first. So, yeah. You know what I mean? He likes his gown grain. Now, McGee, he, um, you know, he, he grapples, right? He's got a wrestling background. And he does know uh, he does know some jits, right? He does know some jits. You know, he he won a lot of his. I mean, actually, all his Ultimate Fighter fights by a submission. You know, guillotine, couple rear naked, and an arm triangle. You know, but ever since then, we've just seen him kind of. Uh, just, you know, just wearing it all down, right, is, they're all decisions, you know what I mean, he's just in these just hard-nosed wars, ain't wars until of late, which have just been a bit, I don't know, odd, I mean, on that, you know, just the, the form of late, you gotta say Silver's probably the favourite to win this, and we just haven't really seen a spark from McGee, which is such a shame, right, because the, um, the Bone Crusher was, you know, I mean, he was something to watch back in the day, he was always fun, you know, but yeah, I'm, I've gotta say that I'm probably leaning more towards Claudia Silver here, you know, but I'd like to see, um, you know, McGee put up a little something, something. So we will find out on Saturday night. At lightweight, people, we have Yancy Madeiras against Damir Hadshavik. Right? And I think it's safe to say we never see Yancy Madeiras in a boring fight. Right? He is always. Always looking to throw down. Right, he's currently 15-7 and won no contest. Unfortunately for Madeiras, he's on a three-fight losing streak. Right? So that all started in February 2018. He lost to Donald Cerrone. When Cerrone was on his tear. He then lost to Gregor Gillespie. And, um, yeah... Last year, February, Lando Venada, right? Which, I mean, all top shelf opponents, all top shelf opponents, 
right? He'd been on a free fight little tear, beat Sean Spencer, Eric Silva, and Alex Oliveira. You know what I mean? So, look, he throws down. He really throws down, man. And it's just fun. Straight up fun, man. He, um, yeah, formerly in Strike Force, made his UFC debut April 2013. Right? Rocky start, right? You know what I mean? He he lost to uh, Rustam Kalavov, got a no contest with Eves Edward, and lost to Jim Miller. But yeah, then he got um yeah, got into that winning flow, right? Lost to Dustin Poirier, Fernando Francisco Trinaldo, but yeah, then put together a little streak. You know, so always fun, man. Always fun. Um, and he's going to be fighting. Uh, oh, computer's gone a bit slow. Damir Hadjavik, who's 13 and 6. He's on a two-fight losing streak. So, I mean, the Bosnian bomber needs to win too. This is... A very dicey situation for both fighters. You know, another loss could be it. Could very well be it. Right? So, they're going to want to, you know, definitely put a, a stop to that. So, yeah, his last fight was against Renato Morocano, um, March uh, last year. And, yeah, just... You know, got caught, got caught in the first round, rear naked choke, right? Then there was Christos Gagas, uh, June 2019. And listen, we saw how tough Gagas is at the weekend, right? I mean, he, he'd won fights before that, right? Well, he came in, um, he fought in uh, Cage Warriors, right? Made his UFC debut April 2016, Lost to Marabak Tissimov. But he then beat Marcin Held. Lost to um, Alan Patrick. Then he beat Nick Hain and Apollo Reyes. So, you know, he's got some good wins. Right? I feel, though... I feel that Medeiros is just... I think if Medeiros isn't reckless, I think he wins this fight. Right? But it's all about Medeiros... Holding it down and not just, yeah, being insane. So um, I'm going to say Madeiras, right? Because I think he realizes he can't just be, you know, crazy, crazy. So we will see. We will see, people. So we do have a couple of, uh, you know, debuts on this card, right? So the first is... Um, now his name's written differently in a couple of different places, but I'm gonna go with Shaylan um, Nudanbik, right? The Wolverine, who's fighting Josh Kalibo, right? So that's a featherweight clash. Now, the Wolverine, he is 19 and 6 on a two fight win streak. Right, so, uh, 
yeah, he this is his first UFC fight. His last two are with JCK. Um, yeah, November and December last year, right? So he won those, and he's got the call up. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean he'd been on a run, right? He'd been on a five fight win streak before he got a loss, but you know then he avenged it with those two. But last year, he fought uh, six times. So, you know, five out of six, that's not bad, right? That's not bad at all. And it looks like he, um, he's got, you know, submissions and TKOs in the arsenal. So, uh, yeah, D- dangerous. A lot of first-round stoppages. So, um, he will be going up against Joshua Kulibo, Kaya, right, so, um, he is 8-1-1, and one and one. coming off a loss in his last, well, actually coming off a draw, so he drew with Charles Jordan, um, October last year. Right before that was a loss to Jalen Turner, so he's looking for his first UFC win here. Um, now he's um, yeah. Before he came in, his two fights before were both by stoppage, both TKOs, right? And um, yeah, he's got a few TKOs on the record, right? But the Wolverine has got. A ground game, you know, he's a noted finisher, and I think that's the difference, right, because fights, they usually go to the ground, you know, for the most part, some, you know, don't, but for the most part, a fight will hit the ground at some point, um, and yeah, so I'm gonna go with the Wolverine, you know, um, yeah, Shayan Nabadimbik. I'm going to go for him to get a win in his debut. So uh, we'll see what happens there. And then, people, at heavyweight, Charles Bennett makes his debut. Um, sorry, Barnett even makes his debut against Ben Rothwell. Um, the Beast Boy. Barnett, he answered the call, you know, Linz dropped out, Muscova wasn't able to, I think he had a visa issue, so yes, you know, Christopher James Barnett steps in, he's 21 and 6, so definitely a vet, you know, previously he was fighting in the super heavyweight class, right? But yeah, he's gonna trim down a bit for this one. He is on a six-fight win streak, you know. So um, yeah, his last fight was um for UAE Warriors. He got a first-round stoppage of Ahmed. Tijani Shayu, right? That was September last year. Um, 
and yeah, he's been all over the place, really. Done some kickboxing and grappling matches as well, you know. But um, yeah, you know, a stoppage dude, you know. Which I mean, when you get to super heavyweight, that is often the way, you know. What I mean, those dudes are just big, very big, and hit hard. So yeah. He's going to be bringing all of that in against boom, 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 Ben Ruffwell, right? So um, Ruffwell is 38 and 13. Hey, that's, whew, that's a, that's, you know what I mean? That's a vet right there. Right, we have got two vets going at it. So, um, Rothwell come, he came to the UFC, right via um, well, uh, he was fighting all over the place. So the IFL back in the day, right? Oh man, they did put on some good fights. Had a win over Rico Rodriguez in the IFL. He fought on the first Affliction card, um. He lost to Andre Orlowski. Also in the IFL, should be noted, he beat Roy Nelson. You know, so um, he had some very good wins for uh, for that organization, man. You know, um, but made his debut in October two thousand and nine, but it was against Cain Velasquez. You know what I mean? I mean that's tough. That's real friggin' tough. But after that, he bounced back, got a win. He then fought Mark Hunt, got a win over Brendan Schaub, lost to Gabriel Gonzalez, but then he was able to put together a run, beating Brendan Vera, Alistair Overeem, Matt Mitrione, and Josh Barnett. Right? Hit another skid, got another few wins, you know, and then it was his last fight. In October to um, Marcin Tabora. But, yeah, no, Rothwell, he, man, he's a wily motherfucker, right? He can knock you out, right? He That's how what he did to Stefan Struve back in December 2019. Um, you know, but also got chokes, right? He submitted Josh Barnett, which was crazy, Crazy. Uh, also submitted Matt Mitrione, right? But I don't know. I wouldn't say he's a noted sub uh, mission dude. You know, had a few in the IFL, but that was a way back, man. That's a way back. So I imagine this is going to be on its feet, right? There might be some takedowns. I believe Josh Barnett was a wrestler in university. Um, but yeah, I think I think these dudes are gonna bang, right? I think they're just gonna stand and bang. So Barnett has a fifty-nine inch reach. No, he's fifty. He's five foot nine, right? So um, Rothwell definitely overshadows him at six four, right? Um. Hmm, don't have Barnett's reach, but Rothwell has an 80-inch reach span. So, yeah, there is that. 
Um, man, it's a tricky one. This is a tricky one. I'm going to go with the newcomer, right? I think he's going to be super eager. Rothwell has been a little bit odd of late, right? He's just going through some weird patches. So, I don't know. If we see a fired up Rothwell, then I think he's got it. But on the recent form, I'm going to go with um, Beast Boy. I'm going to say he's going to come in all jammed up. You know, he's on a six-fight win streak too, right? So, super confident. And he's going to throw them hands. You know, so yes. That's what we're going to say. We're going to say Barnett for the win. Both our debutants. Yeah, we'll, we'll say they're both going to pull out wins. But uh, we will find out. These things happen, but there's a few fighters that need to set the record straight. You know, they're coming off losses, bit of rocky patches, and two of those fighters, let's start off with those. It's a flyweight fight between Bruno Gustavo da Silva and Victor Rodriguez. Okay. Sure. Vicious of Victor Rodriguez. He's, um... Seven and three, and he's coming in off of a loss, which was to Adrian Yanes, and that was um, end of October last year. I mean, that kick was just, whoo, man, that was cold blooded, right? Oh my days! So uh, yeah, anyone was gonna go down off of that one. And, uh, you know, before he came in, you know, he was really bringing up a storm. You know, he'd um, had a couple of losses, but then came back with four back-to-back wins. All finishes. All finishes, you know what I mean? So, it was like, yo, okay, homie's on a run. You know, like, he's got hands, but yeah, just... Oh, his debut did not go as planned. Didn't go as planned. These things happen, but he's looking to right the ship against a Bruno Silva. So, let's see what Silva has to offer. All right, so the Bulldog, you know, he's um, 11-5-2 and won no contest. He won his last fight, right? He he was coming off of a couple, couple of losses, a no contest. Yeah, I mean, it just been a bit of a a shaky patch. But yeah, he got the win over Jakey Boys, um, in March this year. So he's now looking to put a run together. You know. Um. Yeah, I mean, before that, you know what I mean? There's draws, I mean, decisions. Um, you know, he had a TKO, right? There's some mixes. He came in off of the Ultimate Fighter Brazil Season 4, right? He, um, yeah, won his first fight, but then lost to Deleno Lopez. Um, didn't get a contract, but, you know, on the regionals and, yeah, 
managed to get his way in via that. So yeah, it's all good. I I just think, right? I just think that Rodriguez possibly is bringing slightly more to the table. You know? Slightly more might hit a little bit harder. I don't know. It's hard to tell, right? So, yeah, I'm going to go with Rodriguez for the win here. Okay? So, we then um, go into the fight between... Ah... Justin Taffer and Gerard Vanderama, right? It's a heavyweight trap. So, um, man, it's always fun when you have the heavyweights going at it. So the bad man, Justin Taffer, he's four and two, coming off a loss, right? To um Carlos Felipe, it was a split decision. Okay, so that was um. January this year on the first card back, you know, so, um, yeah, you know, he'd come into the UFC at ooh, UFC 243, Wicca v Adesanya, October 2019, he lost to Jorgen Castro, got caught, but came back at UFC 247, stopped one Adams, you know, and yeah, then the split decision, so, yeah, he, he will want to, um, you know, set the table straight, as it were, right, before that UFC debut, won all his fights via knockout, right, so he is going in against the mountain, Gerard Vanderara, right, who is 11 and 5, Coming off a loss when he debuted against Sergei Spivak. You know, so that was February. Um, and he called for that fight, right? He he went to the contender series, you know, got a first round win over Harry Hunsucker, you know. Had a little adversity at the beginning of that fight, but yeah, came back, right? And then, hey, he shot, he shot, right? He he called for an opponent, which, hey, that's big. I don't think many people do that when they win on a contender. So that was huge. He got the fight, didn't go his way, you know, didn't go his way. But these things happen, you know, these yeah, these things happen. Now, before, um, yeah, the UFC, right? He's got strikes. He's got submissions. Yeah, I mean, he 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 is, you know, well taught, right? And he's had a lot of fights. Had a lot of fights. More fights than Taffer. I just think, right? If Spivak can hurt him. I think Taffer's going to hurt him. You know, I, I think Taffer's got heavy hands. I, we've seen it. You know what I mean? We, we've seen the way he's put, you know, one Adams out and others. So, yeah, I, I think Taffer, he, he's got that oof, ice cold touch. And I, I think Vanderbilt, he does stand a little upright. You know what I mean? 
So yeah, I'm gonna say Justin Taffer for the win. Man, I gotta say, this card has got some real strong fights on it. And I think we should start off, you know what I mean? With the very first card on the night, right? It is a lightweight clash between Rafael Alvarez and Damir Ismaglov, right? Now, yes, it's a lightweight fight. And it's Rafael Alvarez, right? So Alvarez was meant to fight, you know, last year. Was it end of last year? Shit. Or was it beginning of this year? No, it was, yeah, it was earlier this year. Um, February, right? Yes. And he was meant to be fighting Pat Sabini. But he came in for his featherweight fight. 11 and a half pounds over so the weight limit for february is 146 he weighed 157 right even over for lightweight right which is insane insane now he says it was due to bad salmon right well he got another opportunity he was told to move up a weight class. That's what he's done. So, yeah, we will see him on this card fighting at lightweight. So, at the moment, he's 19-9 and nine on a five-fight win streak. Right. Which, yeah, I mean, that's good, right? Um, You know, he's coming in via the Contender Series. So, this is his debut, which... Definitely lucky to still have, right? We've seen people get cut for that sort of shit. And they didn't miss by as much, you know? So, he looked good on the Contender Series. Beat Aliadro Flores. Got a guillotine in the second round. And before that, you know, he was doing his thing on the regionals, right? You know, he's got um TKOs. He's got submissions right so yeah he can um he can put it together for sure he will be fighting um damir ismaglov right who is 22 and 1 on a 17 fight win streak that is right people a 17 fight Win streak. This will be his fourth fight in the UFC. He debuted against Alex Gorges, um, then Joel Alvarez, and then Tiago Moes. Right, um, all uh, all decisions, but hey, they're all very tough opponents. So yeah, that's huge. Last fight against Moyes was August um, 2019. So, yeah, things, you know, with the pandemic and everything like that, wasn't able to fight. Wasn't able to fight, you know. Uh, he came to UFC via M1 Challenge, where he'd just been, yeah, doing his thing over there, you know. I think, um, yeah, I just think that, Ismagov, he has just been on such a tear 
and he's going to be eager, eager to get back into it. So, uh, yeah, I think that he's going to walk away with the win, you know? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Imagov. But it's interesting, an interesting fight for sure. So, we then go to a bantamweight clash between Ricardo Ramos and Bill Alego. So, um, senior perfecto, Billy Alego, he's 14 and 5, coming in off of a win, right, which was against Spike Carlisle, and, whew, he, oh man, he was so good in that fight, right, weathered that early storm, and then came back, and just dominated Carlisle, dominated him, so yeah, that was very good, he lost his debut to Ricardo Lamos, that was a decision, right, and he fought very well in that fight, you know, I think Ramos got a takedown, at the Lamos even got a takedown at the very end of the fight, which kind of sealed him that third round. So, you know, I think, um, yeah, that was a decent fight. And then Carlisle, yeah, he did his thing, man. So, you know, hey, Alego is, um, yeah, he's a good fighter, very good fighter. He fought on the Contender Series. You know, the 2019 uh, version. Lost to Brendan Longerhan via decision. But yeah, went away. Right? Went away. And, um, you know, worked hard. Got in. You know, that's what happens, people. And staying ready. And staying ready. He's got submissions. Um, he has had TKOs. Right? But... He's not prolific in any of those um, departments, but he, you know, he will grind you out, right? You saw the Carlisle, the Carlisle fight, right? So Ricardo Ramos, he's fourteen and three, coming in off of a loss, which was to Laron Murphy, got stopped in the first round. That was July twenty twenty, right? Um, you know, he made his UFC debut ooh, all the way back in February 2017. You know, put together three wins. Uh, Michinori Taknak, uh, Arman Jazabian, and Koi Hu Kang. So, got all of those, you know. Um, the Shabazian fight was, oh, that was tough because... You know, I think Zavazian, um, Zahabi even, ugh, what's wrong with me? Zahabi was looking very good in that fight, very good in that fight, um, but yeah, he just got caught with that spinning elbow, man, you know, so, um, he lost to Sa Saeed Namagimov, um, but then got another two wins, Journey Newsome and... Eduardo Garori, right, so, um, yeah, you know, he's got stoppages, he's got submissions, um, I mean, he's a tough dude, right, there's no, yeah, there's no doubting that, I think Alego's gonna get it, though, 
Yeah, I just think with that durable fighting style, that tenacity, yeah, I think that is going to see him be able to get the win. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we're going to go with that. But, oi, I am looking forward to that fight. I really am. Uh, so then, oh, man, we have the intriguing middleweight clash between Jack Hermanson and Edmund Shabazian. So the Joker, Jack Hermanson, he's 21 and 6, coming in off of a loss, right? Which was the um, the fight late last year with Marvin Vittori, you know? So that was in December. And, ah, man, you know, it was just a very tough night for Hermanson. You know, wasn't able to, yeah, wasn't able to implement his game. You know, but before that, listen, we, we'd seen the Joker do his thing, right? Grab that heel hook on Kevin Gaskillin, right? Beat, you know, Renata Souza. And in that fight, if you recall, he was close to a submission, you know, but couldn't pull it off. Right, so he wasn't the first person to submit Souza, but got the win. Beat David Grant, beat Jared Marshall, Talis Latis. He only had some. He's oh man, had some really good wins. Right, been in the UFC since September twenty sixteen. You know, before that he was um, a champion in Cage Warriors. You know. So, yeah, good fighter. Very good fighter. Um, but, yeah, he's going in against the golden boy, Edmund Shabazian, who's 11-1, coming in off a loss. Right? So, um, yeah, got that, that first loss came August 2020. Derek Brunson. And... The thing with that fight, Shabazian looked very good at the start. He was winning the fight, right? But he just seemed to gas. Just seemed to gas in that second round. And so, yeah, he came into the third, just spent. Just spent, and it was done. But, yeah, it was a weird situation, you know? Before that, oh, my days, he had just been... Destroying everyone Came in via the 2018 Contender Series Beat Antonio Jones Right then beat Darren Stewart Chris Bird Jack Marsham Brad Tavares And the stoppages Were all first round Right that was Shabazian So tough Uh, He's got submissions you know, he's got TKOs. So, I think the Brunson fight, it was good. It was good for that to come now, right? Because Shabazzian is young, so he, he, he can address those things. And, you know, it was August. So, I think he's been, at, I think he took the right amount of time off, right? I think he took the right amount of time off. And I think he's probably been working on that cardio, working on his pacing. So, you know, he punches hard. He, you know, he hits hard. He's tough. And we saw 
you know, Hermanson nearly stopped in that first round against Vittori, right? But I also think Shabazian, he he will go for the kill, right? So um, I think Shabazian gets the win here, you know? I think he gets the win. Man, it's a good fight, right? Um, all that Hermanson does have the reach advantage, you know, but yeah, I'm gonna say, you know, Shabazian gets it. But yeah, it, this is a really good fight. I am very much looking forward to it. So from there, people, we go to a flyweight clash between David Dorak and Rulian Pavev, which, whoo, I mean, this is fun. This is really fun. So Paviev, he's 20 and 3, coming in off two wins. So his last fight was July 2020. Uh, UFC 251, Usman B. Mazaral, the first fight. And he beat um Zagalas Zamagulov. Got a decision there. And he stopped Mark De La Rosa. In uh, February 2020. uh, UFC on ESPN Plus 25. So he came in off of the 2018 Contender Series. Beat Alan Nascimento. Right. Who we've seen do some good things in LFA now. Um, But yeah. You know he came into two very tough opponents. Lost to Kai Cara France and Rodrigo Borantin, who we saw at the weekend. You know? I mean, that was a cut, right? So, it's just one of those things. Hmm. I think it was the ear, right? I think it was the ear situation. Or, uh, no, it might have been a cut above his eyebrow. I forget. It was one of the two, right? But, yeah, no, he's very tough. Very tough, um, you know, he's got knockout power, he's got submissions, right, he will be fighting against The Undertaker, David Dorak, who is a 19-3 on a 15, that's right, 15-fight win streak, right, so he came to the UFC, in March 2020, beat Bruno Silva, then Jordan Espinosa. Looked very good. Very good in those fights. Both decisions. Now, before um, the UFC, all stoppages. Right? All stoppages. Man, you know, he does something, right? TKO, submissions. So he's just finding his groove. And I don't think it's gonna get stopped. I don't think that groove is gonna get stopped on Saturday. I'm saying Dorviak for the win, people. So um from there we go to a ladies' featherweight bout. Felisa Spencer against Norman Darmont Viana. Right? And yeah, I think this is an interesting one, right? Because it's an it's it's one of the, it's a tough division. There's not a lot of ladies featherweights, you know. So with that, and 
there's always talk about the division ending. So I think that's extra emphasis for these young ladies to really put on a show. Right? They're wanting to show that this this is a great division, right? It's got potential. So yeah, I feel they're gonna come out and really show and prove. So the immortal Norma Dormar, she is a five and one coming in off of a win. Which was over Ashley Evans-Smith in um, November. And, yeah, that was her second fight in the UFC. And she did really just dominate Smith. You know? Um, I mean, Smith didn't really look herself in the fight. But Dumont, yeah, she really did just put it on her. Right? And that was coming off of her debut loss to Megan Anderson. Um, earlier in the year, in February, right, so, um, yeah, great win, and, uh, you know, before the UFC, you know, she's got, um, you know, rear naked chokes, right, that seems to be her submission of choice, but, yeah, she is fighting Felicia Finom Spencer, who's 8 and 2, now, she's coming via a loss, which was to uh, Amanda Nunes, right? But it's Amanda Nunes, people. There is no shame in that. You know, she fought the first and the last featherweight champion, um, losing to Chris Cyborg, right? But came back, beat Zara Ferran, and then fought Nunes, so I mean, it is what it is, it's tough, but hey, Spencer is tough, she's shown that, beat Megan Anderson in his UFC debut, but backing in Invicta, man, she was really putting it on girls, you know, rear naked choke was a submission of choice, right, so um, yeah, I just think she's too tough, too tough, too durable, right, she withstood shots from Cyborg and Nunes, right, so, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's fair to say they're the hardest hitting in that division, so I don't think Dumont is going to be able to stop her or submit her, so yeah, Felicia Spencer, people, for the win, but, uh, you know, it's a good fight, then we got the co-main event of the night, strawweight clash between Jan Janan and Carla Esparza. So, Janan is thirteen and one with one no contest on an eleven fight win streak. I mean, right? Has not lost yet in the UFC, man. I mean. I did feel that she lost um, the Angela Hill fight. But other than that, looked sensational. Looked very, very fucking good. So made her debut November 2017. Um, beat Kaylin Curran. Then uh, Vivian Pereira. Uh, Suriri Kondo. Angela Hill. Karolina Kovacevic. And Claudia Cadella. All decisions. Right? 
I think that's the uh, big thing there. Now, she does have some stoppages earlier on in her career. But, yeah, she's mainly in there fighting behind that jab and moving and hitting. Right? Now, she's going up against the cookie monster herself. The first strawweight champion of the UFC, Carla Esparza, who's 17 and 6. On a four-fight win streak. And, yo. Those four fights. Right? Viviana. Um, Var- sorry. Varana Jardinaroba. Right? Alexa Grasso. Michelle Waterstone. And Marina Rodriguez. So, all very tough. Last two were split decisions. But, um, I mean, they're all decisions. Right? But they're all very tough fighters. Right, had a split decision, lost to Claudia Gadea, which I feel she won that fight. I mean, Tiana Serez, um, you know, took her out, but hey, that was 2018, you know, and since then, just yeah, been on a tear, right? Be definitely be a lot of big names in this division, so yeah, I, I think Esparza is very. Very good, you know, and she's just got that tenacity, right? Interestingly enough, they both got the same reach, you know, 63 inches, which, yeah, you know, like, considering that, um, ain't Yanan has a, uh, a three, no, a four inch height advantage, but I think Yanan uses that jab very well. Right, so, I mean, Esparza likes to wrestle, take you down, grind you, but I think Shannon's footwork and jab, I think that's a pivotal thing in this fight, right, so I I think she's going to utilize those tools and keep Esparza away from her, right, so yeah, I I think Shannon takes it, It, it's going to be a close draw, right, but yeah, Unless Esparza can find a way to get inside, yeah, it's all Janang. But, you know, hey, anything can happen, right? But we will see. But, yeah, all great fights, people. Very good fights. Looking forward to all of them. What about this main event, right? Oh, my God. It is so frigging good. It's a bantamweight clash between Rob Font and Cody Garbrandt. And listen, both fighters are, you know, they're they're in the mix, right? Both are in the mix. Garbrandt is the former champ, right? Font, he's been on a tear. So there's so much riding on this one. So much riding on it. And you've got to wonder... If after this fight, is Garbrandt going to drop down and do that fight at flyweight, you know, for the belt, right? Because that's what he could have done. That's what he was meant to do before the um, COVID. So, it's an interesting one, right? So, no love, Cody Garbrandt, he's 12 and 3, coming off a window, right? And that, whew. Crazy knockout of Rafael Asansal, which took place June last year, 
know, before that, whew, it was all a little bit rocky. You know, the two losses to TJ Dillashaw, losing the belt, then the rematch, and then Pedro Munez. But he was able to, yeah, right that ship and get that huge win against Asansa. You know, so he beat Dominic Cruz for the belt. And before that, man, look, he came to the UFC in January 2015, beat Marcus Brimage, Harry, Henry Baranes, Augusto Mendez, Thomas Almeida, Takia Mixagati, and then Cruz. You know, so, man, he can put it together, right? He can hit hard. He's a, a very good fighter, but he, he just, man, just, you know, it's the temperament sometimes, right? And he's going up against, oh, Rob Font, 18 and 4 on a free fight win streak. And, um, man, look, he's been in some tough fights, right? Came to the UFC in, um, July 2014, beat George Roop at UFC 175, Weidman B. Mashida, you know, then beat Joey Gomez, lost a decision to John Lineker, beat Matt Schnell, Douglas Andrade, you know, got caught by Pedro Munez, beat Thomas Almeida, decision, lost to Rafael Asansal, and then the run started, man, beat Sergio Pettis, beat Ricky Simone, and, hey, should say Sergio Pettis, the new bantamweight champion in Bellator, right, so that's a very good win, beat Ricky Simone, and then, oh my gosh, that sensational win over um, Marlon Marais, right, so, that's how tough Rob Font is, right, Rob, Rob Font is, man, he's part of that New England cartel, <laughs> does anyone really want to fuck with a cartel, right, so, people, I think this is a great fight, you know what I mean, it's a great fight, and I think Cody, you know, he knows he's got that power, and he loads up. He loads up for that power punch. But Font, he doesn't stay still long enough, right? Garbrandt, he knocked out Asuncel, and he was able to back Asuncel to the fence, and Asuncel just kind of froze. He was waiting, waiting on Garbrandt. Font won't do that. Font likes to jab, move, mix his shots up, go for the body, kick. That's what Font's going to do. So he's not going to be in that position to get caught with that large punch. All right? And I think his footwork is way too good to get lulled into any full sense of security. You know, he trains with, um, you know, those frigging maniacs. Calvin Cater, right? Who's an animal. So, yeah, I, I think Font has just got the right tools to um, null Garbrandt, 
right, to mitigate that power and to counter it with fast, hard shots coming from different angles and just mixing up the attack. So I'm going to go with Rob Font here. I'm going to go with Rob Font because I feel that Font, he's going to be fighting for that belt at some time soon. I think, um, yeah, he gets this win, gets a, another couple, and who knows what the fuck is going to go down, right? Hey, possibly, right, a win here sees him... Oh, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> wrong weight division. I was going to be like, oh, yeah, he could fight Enter Baba. But, yeah, no, wrong weight division, man. Oh, man. But there's definitely good fights. There is so many good fights for him. So, yeah, I'm going to say Rob Font for the win. I cannot wait. I'm all about that fight, people. So, yeah, very much looking forward to it. And the rest of this card. It's going to be a great night. Okay, people, so we have reached that point again, and before we bounce, let's take a look and see what is going down, okay? So, Bellator 260, Douglas Lima v. Yavoslos Amovsov, um, that takes place on the 11th of June, and then Bellator 261, Tim Johnson v. Valentin Molodeski on the 25th of June will be the first two Bellator events to allow fans on a limited basis back. <coughs> oh my gosh, back into the building, alright? Um, then over to some UFC business. July the 24th is the rescheduled date for Corey Sanhagen against TJ Dillashaw. Uh, on the 31st of July, unfortunately, Estella Nunes is out of her fight with Ashley Yoda. So in step, Jin Yu Frey. Also on the card, we're gonna see Gloria De Pula against Chane Boys. Alright, we then jump to the 21st of August with a couple of dates. Uh, so we got Clay Guida against Mark O'Madson. And we'll end with this. Brian Kelliger will be throwing down with Domingo Pilate. So, um, yeah, both of those 21st of August, people. So, um, yeah, that's us done. We will actually be back tomorrow. That's right, people. We're doing our Thursday special show because... Invicta on Axis One takes place on Friday, so we got a special little Invicta show, people. So um, yeah, we will see you on Thursday. All right, peace.